AWE are proud distributors of Sony televisions and home cinema projectors, bringing you the best content from lens to living room. For more information, visit awe-europe.com. Hello everybody and welcome to The Integrated Home, the podcast that's produced by the Home Integration Community for the Home Integration Community. My name is Jeff Hayward and today we're going to look at outdoor AV, what's new, exciting and also just sometimes a little bit mad. Welcome to The Integrated Home. Are you developing IoT solutions? Get ready for tomorrow with Farnell, supporting your design journey from connecting smart sensors to the cloud to implementing AI. Find everything you need at Farnell.com. Enjoy this episode with Farnell, a global distributor of electronic products and solutions. So we're talking with two people from the industry who have a passion for how technology can transform the outdoor as well as the indoor experience. Welcome to the show, Simon Clark from Clark Infinity and James Brown from The Cinema Company. Welcome to you both. Hello, Hello. Jeff. Hello, mate. Let's hear a bit about you. Um, Simon, do you want to do an intro first into you and your company? I'm Simon from Clark Infinity. Um, had the company for 35 years now. Um, started off leaving school, working in Dixon's for about nine months. Became top salesman for 350 branches. Asked them for commission was told only for 18 year olds and over so as in the background like you do I'd um, started installing TV aerials uh, motorized satellite systems and installing some of the televisions that were being sold in Dixon's at the time so that was getting busier and busier so made the decision just to leave Dixon's and start up on my own and was really lucky to get some really influential customers behind me very early that were really the backbone of my business in terms of recommending me to all their friends, family, neighbours. Um, there was no turning back. Very good. And uh, Clark Infinity, what sort of work do you do and where are you based? We're based in Billericay. We will take on all aspects of home automation. So from smart home technology, I suppose what we're known for is lighting design, but we'll, we will take on everything because you have to look at projects holistically and cover all aspects these days. I don't think you can just uh, pop in and do half a job. You have to take on the whole project if you're going to give the client the best job you can. So, yeah, we do all aspects of uh, home automation. Now, I'm James Brown from the Cinema Company. Um, we don't just specialise in cinemas, although that's what it says on the tin. Um, we do, uh, again, uh, like Clark Infinity, we, we do uh, the entire home technology solution, really. So everything from, from television installations, lighting, design and control, outdoor audio, um, and uh, basically all elements of a smart home, to be honest. Excellent. And how did you get into the industry, James? I uh, had a sales background initially throughout my sort of teens. So I was uh, selling mobile phones, cars, advertising, all sorts of things. And uh, I thought, oh, my dream job is to start selling hi-fi systems, uh, making music sound good. So um, I was in a band. Uh, I have been in a band, still am in a band for years. So the live music scene was kind of my, one of my favourite things to be involved with. And uh, there was an opportunity at Rayleigh Hi-Fi, of all places, to start my career in, in um, sort of audio visual. So I, I, I got a job there. 
worked my way up as the installation manager for the Chelmsford branch. And then my ideas were not listened to and realised, so I decided to start on my own. And then uh, the cinema company was born, uh, actually originally Strictly AV, in 2007. And 15 years later, I'm still doing it. So I must be doing something all right. And you two are based in Essex. So we've got two installation companies from probably the sunniest, driest part of the UK. Oh, yes. Yes, where the tans are real. We are sweating away here, Jeff. We're sweating away, but we're still out there. A perfect time to talk outdoor audio. Um, so what what sort of proportion of your business, Simon, um, would you say is outdoor AV? I'd say 10% of our business is outdoor AV. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I've given that a little bit of thought and I would have... We've we both been discussing that before coming mm. on and we, we I felt mine was probably more than that, whereas actually um, as a proportion of the business although audio has become massive um, we are doing lots more of everything bigger and better and so audio is still 10% of our business okay what about you James same well actually yeah after discussing it um, I soon realized that it actually makes up about 20% of our business so a little bit more um, we're a smaller company than Clark Infinity um, but the percentage is uh, uh, higher in terms of our turnover of outdoor audio solutions. And actually, it's not just outdoor audio solutions, really. It's kind of outdoor entertainment as a whole. So that's all encompassing technologies of lighting and um, you know, uh, video displays as well as audio. I think that's, that's the thing, isn't it? It's, it's more than just audio. And are you seeing a trend uh, of more clients asking for it? Simon or is it is it still relatively something that you have to work hard to sell it's definitely not a hard sell people generally if they're building a house that's a worthwhile project for a homeowner to build as a self-build they're very often asking for outdoor audio I was thinking like 50% of our projects um, have had projects before so although they're not asking specifically um, for outdoor audio um, it just becomes a general part of the installation. If they are asking, they're very often asking for bigger and better second time round. It's the only aspects of the installation where second time round, there is a real um, first, I should say, for bigger, better outdoor systems. Why do you think that is? I think there was a trend towards it over the last five years anyway. I think COVID had an impact on that with people spending more time at home or at least appreciating the home uh, you know thinking of it as a house but more of a home throughout covid and extending those indoor entertainment spaces to the outside world and of course we are getting bigger and better summers in the uk so therefore it's um just a general progression to extend the system bigger and better out into the garden same for you james as well no i totally agree with that yeah and actually um it's, uh, yeah, like Simon said, people are always looking to improve and get bigger and better with, with, with upgrades and, and whatnot. And, um, and yeah, certainly uh, it's more of a trend um, in, in our industry now. That, um, we're seeing a lot more, certainly on social media, posts of, of these of the, of companies throughout the UK, you know, showing off their, their, their lovely outdoor work. And in terms of the, the lighting and the other bits and bobs that you're adding on to these systems, go on, talk us through how that, how that trend is changing as well. Like Simon said, the, the, the sort of the outdoor space is, is becoming a lot more appreciated with the fact. And, and now that sort of COVID has resided a little bit, people are still in the mindset of staying, in, staying indoors as opposed to going out all of the time, in my opinion. Um, and um, 
yeah, the lighting side of things and all of the other bolt-ons that would make that outdoor audio experience even better is, is, is definitely becoming more popular and people are aware of it as well. And what about technology? Is it actually easier now for you guys to do outdoor work than perhaps it used to be five, ten years ago? Everything needs a cable. <laughs> yeah, it, it, is, it is a bit easier. But I think also the thing to add to that is that the, the availability of equipment, or at least the choice of outdoor audio, has come a long way. You know, so I'd say the brands that we work with have really improved over the last five years and the availability for much better systems is out there. Uh, there's a massive choice. That's improved a lot, along with pre-amplification and power amplification, which have, of course, improved massively. So the outdoor audio concept is just gone to another level. So it's no longer sort of uh, rock speakers covered in green, slimy bacteria. Thank God it's not. I think no. James is still probably doing some of that. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, I've seen some yeah. of his installs. And, uh... That's right. No direct burial speaker cable for me. Um, <laughs> no, it's, uh, no, there's definitely there's a lot more choice out there. And, and clients are a bit more aware now of design focus rather than just a, a pair of speakers on the wall, on a brick wall. But, um, clients, especially sort of the higher end of the market, want something a little bit special and something that separates them from the others. You know, sort of the higher end of the market, like Architecture, Sonora and some of the other brands that are making real kind of bespoke solutions for outdoor entertainment is, uh, is just giving us more and more fodder for our clients and, um, and, and making it not necessarily an easier sale, but certainly giving us more options. Do clients care more about what the products sound and look like now than perhaps they used to? Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's not necessarily all about just how it sounds, it's about how it looks as well. Um, and, you know, clients want to make the system kind of integrate into the garden. And then we're seeing a lot of that as well. You know, these hidden audio systems uh, are, are so popular now versus what used to be the on-wall conventional speaker. Do you go along with that, Simon? Yeah, absolutely. I, I think um, if we really asked our clients whether they want to see the system or not, you know, the answer is no. Because if you ask them if they wanted a pair of speakers in their living room, for example, that don't work, they're not going to put them in there, right? So hidden technology wins over um, a system that's sort of in your face. Um, some, some things are slightly, you know, alter that slightly in that, um, you know, if we're putting in a system around a sort of outdoor cinema system, sometimes you can't completely hide the speakers, and in which case you've got to find something that just works with that environment. So you might turn to James Audio, and I don't mean James that's on this podcast, um, but James Audio, um, and then, you know, a typical system for us would be perhaps... Um, hidden subwoofers and hidden satellite speakers throughout the garden but something perhaps on show where the main cinema is if you have to. When you're working on a project when you're pricing one up do clients actually ask you to to price the garden as part of the the main house job or is it something that sort of evolves is it get does it typically get bolted onto a project when they realize um, I don't know that they haven't even thought about the garden? Yeah, the only time it gets bolted on if if it's not part of the original budget. So if, for example, the client's got £100,000 to spend and we feel that that £100,000 should be spent within the home and a tube run outside for later, that's when it gets bolted on later because I don't think the outdoor system should compromise the indoor design 
um, especially if, as the client may well be thinking budget during the build stage, yet have an extra £10,000 to spend after, perhaps. So that's the only time it's a bolt on. Otherwise, it should be very much part of the initial design. James, is it something where you can... You can upsell to a client if they if you if you say to them, look, you've got a lovely garden, you should really add add something on outdoors as well. Oh, definitely, yeah. With I mean, every project, every site survey we go to, it's always a question to the client. So it's always, have you considered the garden? Would you like some technology out there? We offer the following services, and it's it's quite simple, and the client will answer some questions. But most of the time. They kind of know, they'll say, oh, we want some background audio or we want this or we want that. And that's quite easy to fulfill. Um, you get the odd client that says they want something a little bit different. Um, I've been asked that question. I want a nightclub in my garden. And we've delivered that through the different sort of resources of technology. So uh, I think that's another question, actually. It's kind of leading on a little bit later. But, um, but yeah, to answer that question, yes, it's, it's never really a bolt-on unless in the scenario that Simon said... But uh, most of the time, at the point of survey, it's, it's certainly a consideration and the, the question needs to be asked. Do you get some bonkers requests for, for what you do in some of these projects? I think that people do get the impression that we, we do bigger, better systems in Essex. But however, I think it's the same throughout. I think the Surrey Hills have got some amazing installations in that area. I remember from an earlier conversation we had, James, a couple of years ago, you were, you were talking to me about hot tub cinemas, which oh. which I was trying to get my head around. And to be honest, I'm still trying to get my head around. <laughs> the original story is um, myself and uh, Phil Hardaway, ex-control for now um, Elan and, and, and various other brands. Um, we went on our Control 4 programming training course. And uh, me being the sort of person that I am, I thought I'd go absolutely prepared. So... We went in a van and I took loads of speakers, home cinema receiver, TV. Um, I took control four processors, router, network points, all of this stuff. So that in the evenings, we could play around with our knowledge that we learned from our control four programming course. What brilliant idea that was, because as soon as we got there, we got to this log cabin that was set in the woods and it was beautiful. I mean, you know, real outlandish spend, to be fair, um, but it was such a good price that I couldn't resist. So we got faced with this beautiful log cabin and there it was, a hot tub right in the middle of the woodland. It was awesome. It was part of the, part of the whole cabin. And uh, we did our first day's training, really enthused, got back to the cabin, had a few beers, and then we started to unbox all the stuff that I brought with us. And thought oh there's a hot tub out there we've got a tv we've got an avr we've got lots of speakers let's set up a hot tub cinema that's a brilliant idea <laughs> so we propped the telly up on a windowsill we 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 popped all the speakers around the hot tub we sort of jimmied this kind of system together and got it all working streaming from my you know tethering from my phone to my to my uh, uh, Apple TV that gave us the, um, uh, the content that we could play. And we decided to pick uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger's Predator. So there we were in the hot tub, loads in of the drinks. Woods. Yes. In the woods, <laughs> watching Predator. And it was possibly, I mean, me and Phil probably sort of shared the same feelings. It was one of the best nights ever for sort of outdoor immersive audio and entertainment. You know, it just, we were all cracking up laughing and, we got drunk and it just got funnier and funnier as the night went on. What about you, Simon? Are you inspired to, to come up with that sort of solution? These outdoor spaces are 
amazing. And when you have the perfect client that can afford all these lovely ac accessories to their home, luxury items like hot tubs, outdoor TVs, amazing sound systems, the whole thing pulled together does make for an amazing outdoor entertainment space. And it's the one thing we go back to a year later and the, the, the clients are over the moon with the installation. So it, I think it's the biggest payback in terms of people talking about it and perhaps getting your name out there and perhaps getting recommendations to friends and neighbours. So what would you say would be a typical installation that you do, Simon? On most projects, probably eight out of ten would be a couple of in-ground subwoofers and about 16 satellite speakers. So eight out of 10 projects. Then you get one out of 10, which would be a basic installation, which would be a typical installation of old, which would be a pair of speakers and an amplifier. And then you get the odd one, which is the, you know, the high end 50 to 100,000 pound outdoor installation, which is the ones we all dream of and the ones that come along once a year. Mm -hmm. Okay, and do those ones normally involve some sort of cinema setup outside and, and big lighting? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, with making the outdoor space part of the indoor space and making it feel part of the home, it always starts with lighting, glass, windows, decking, uh, and then the audio and everything else follows on from there. So, yeah, it would, it would encompass all of those. And what about you, James? Typical projects for you outdoors? What Simon said sort of rings true. Your sort of typical installation is it's kind of like your, your multiple satellites and in-ground subwoofers, definitely positioned around the garden. And I would consider that a background audio system for somebody. Um, equally, like a pair of on-wall speakers, the old style, is background audio. When somebody tells you they want something different, that's when you can start to really kind of design and get, and get something kind of bespoke to that client. And... Um, you know, it's, it's those sort of areas that generate the kind of experiences that clients remember and kind of memories for that family, you know. It's like a place to create memories. So without mentioning any client names, what sort of experiences have you, have you been able to create that are a little bit different, a little bit exceptional? Oh, one of my favourites is um, a project that we uh, quite rightly called Club Tropicana. And uh, the client said, the client brief was, uh, he's an old, uh, a good client of mine. We did his house and um, uh, a few, few bits and bobs for him in the past. And he said, uh, James, I've got this swimming pool area. Uh, it's really boring and I want to make it like an outdoor nightclub. Uh, and I said, okay, that's, that's absolutely fine. And I said, you know, kind of, you know, what's the, you know, what's the brief really? What are you, what are you doing here? And he said, oh, we, I regularly have parties, we have friends over, we want to dance, we want to play the music loud, we want to create a kind of disco-y kind of vibe outside. And I said, that's great, that's great, let me work with that. So a little bit later, I convinced him to buy a load of palm trees and stick them around the swimming pool. Nice. Um, we uplit those nice. with uh, colour-changing RGB lights we put um, lots of RGB colour LED strip all the way around the buildings and under his decking. And we did a massive kind of in-ground uh, uh, subset system for him. Um, and all of the lights moved to the beat of the music so that it, it's all very disco-y and Club Tropicana was born. Um, he sent me a video one night, which was brilliant, of him with all of his friends. And they're all there two o'clock in the morning having an absolute ball and that's when I knew I'd done my job properly. Fantastic so what uh what how did, how did you get the sound system to be 
that good and that loud for that particular project? We specified um, a, uh, a Sonance landscape system with, with, with multiple subs. So there were, eight, there were eight satellite speakers around the pool and patio area with in-ground 12-inch woofers. So they, the woofers were positioned at each end of the pool. So there was a nice sort of dispersion of bass across the whole area. Um, equally, we, uh, we backed that up with a nice pair of large monitors on the pool house. And we tuned it all up properly and got it interfacing with the lights and that system was, was, was good to go. It took about, I think from start to finish with all of the excavation works as well to get the cabling in, all of the electrics. Um, it was about a two week project from start to finish. And that was during COVID actually, that was during the first lockdown. Um, so uh, that was a very welcome job because obviously going inside people's houses was a little bit restricted. And uh, that project came at the perfect time for us. It was really good. Top that, Simon. So ours was before lockdown, which was um, fortunate for the client because he, he was able to enjoy what we had done throughout the lockdown period. Um, and it was an outdoor cinema, which was using Stuart Starglass. Um, it was, we built a cinema room indoors with about 25 seats and managed to use the back of the room as a rear projection booth but we put two projectors in. One was for the room and one was for an outside screen. So that was the Stuart screen we used for outside. It was a three-metre star glass um, with full surround sound, which was um, really quite cool. And then we installed some Origin acoustic bollards around the swimming pool, about 20 of those, and put in some of the um, Sonance subwoofers and satellite speakers all around his lake, which is where he likes to spend a lot of his time. Um, and then around the perimeter of the, the, the whole site, which was 11 acres, we had a 100 volt line system and the client was over the moon with the installation. Whether that beats Club Tropicano, <laughs> um, I really don't know. I'm not too sure I want to beat that because that, that for me, I'll remember that forever. That's it's fantastic. Very funny. Yeah. <laughs> That is that is mad. So, I mean, people watching movies in their garden on a, a Stuart screen, I mean, that, that kind of feels a bit insane. How loud can you go? How big can the screen go? How bright can it be? You know, because you can't, you can't really watch anything on a screen outdoors until it's after eight o'clock at night, can you? Some of the outdoor cinemas that we do, we have um, screen covers on them and others. I mean, a lot of these new Samsungs are quite bright, as are some of the Starglass video tree of really bright screens but we're fortunate enough to have a department that actually installs Caribbean blinds um, so that includes their pods which are fantastic systems where you can create an outside environment um, with a with a cover so if the sun is too bright you can just pull the uh, blind across okay um, which is really, really quite cool and you know looking at some of the installations um, in the States, which I've been studying quite a bit more recently, they, they do tend to have a cover that just pulls up over the front of it, a very cheap solution for that really bright sunlight during the day where you've got direct sunlight. So, yeah, there are ways around it. And we talk about sunlight there. What, are, what other issues do you typically face? The biggest pain for us, really, I suppose, is um, clearly the weather. In the UK, for sure, yeah. So, you know, I'd like to save those installations for the summer. Working with other trades is a big one for us because you're reliant on the landscaper to do their work um, before you're able to complete yours. And perhaps 
sort of managing expectations along the way, really, for everybody. So not over-promising um, and really just keeping the client informed along the way. Mm. James? Yeah, one more thing to add to that, really, is, is kind of um, making sure that spec is maybe slightly beyond that client's expectation. So there's no real room for error. You know, once that system is pumping, the client is going to be absolutely pleased with it, you know, over the moon with it. And that's obviously both of our company's intentions every time we deliver an outdoor system. Have you got ambitions to do more outdoors? Okay, yeah. So in terms of sort of goals and uh, aspirations for outside, I suppose um, I think it's true of all integrators. They're always looking for the BBD, the bigger, better design. Um, so I suppose we always try and push ourselves to the limits um, especially if you've been in the industry a long time, although this industry is amazing, um, if you keep putting in the same system day in, day out, it can get quite boring. Mm. So we're always looking for the next best thing, um, which is why we all spend so much time on ISE, et cetera, waiting for the next best thing to come along. And if you're having to st stick within the, um, the abilities and the capabilities of the equipment that's available today, then um, even then, each system that you install, we always try and look at it from a critical point of view and see what could we have done better. So therefore, logistically, the next project is always going to be better. What sort of projects have you got at the moment? We've just finished um, a project over a two-year period. Um, <clears throat> and this is one of the projects that we run tubes and finished the house ready for doing the outside. And it just so happens that they're now installing um, an outdoor swimming pool, um, an outdoor theatre, everything that we sketched up on a plan many, many, many months ago, if not years ago. And um, it's now coming through to fruition. And um, it's probably going to be one of our best projects to date, mainly because it's focused. You know, our focus and energy and time and design is all on the outside space which is how we like it and how the client likes it because they've made all their decisions internally and now they're focusing on that outdoor space. And with that comes up some great solutions. Um, so they've got two outdoor cinemas and this is going to sound a bit crazy, <laughs> but one of them is a fairly tame outdoor fireplace, which has just got a projector projecting onto the, the white stone. And it's just a bit of fun around a fire pit um, and fireplace uh, down the end of the garden. So that's that's fairly, fairly basic. We've got um, some James Audio wedge speakers in there. So in terms of price, although it's basic, it's quite, quite a high end uh, scenario. Then the main house has got a, um, at, at the moment, the design is for a 2.7 metre screen, uh, which is an LED screen um, with James Audio speakers around it. Then around the pole was 16 satellites with two subwoofers. Um, and then around, just because they then want to extend the audio through to the walking spaces, then of course you're having to add some more satellite speakers throughout the, um, throughout the project. So I think there's 64 satellites and eight subwoofers, two cinema rooms. Have you ever been asked by a client to, to put speakers within the pool structure so they can swim along and listen to music? Well, not actually within the pole. Um, a, a customer did ask me, is there an underwater speaker? And I said, you wouldn't hear it, so no. 
in five knots. That's for sonar and that's for the fishes and you can use them as a fish scarer, but no, we don't do that. Um, but that Club Tropicana install, so is, is the, the speakers do surround the swimming pool. So if you're in the pool, it's probably quite, int- if, he's, if he's playing at a club level, which I know he does, then um, that's probably quite intense in the swimming pool. Fantastic. What's been your highlight project of recent times other than that Club Tropicana one James is there any others that stand out for you not necessarily stand out I say most of the installations we've been asking I've sort of been getting involved with uh, sort of your what I call the bread and butter projects really the sub sort of 50,000 pound projects and and we've been doing quite a bit of cinema recently like internally so I think um, no I haven't got anything more outlandish than that in 2020 in 2022 we actually we haven't done that much garden audio this year but uh, it's, um, you know, we're busy with other things. Excellent. Where do you see it going? Do you see yourselves doing more outdoor stuff? Definitely. With, with the climate changing, um, you can see that that's definitely happening. Um, with record temperatures on year already, and we're not even in the height of summer yet, I'm sure that um, with, with the climate change, people are going to be spending more time outdoors, um, and they're going to expect to be able to entertain outdoors. Um, that's probably on the forefront of a lot of our clients minds and um obviously as integration companies we've got to be ready for that simon when you're doing those big audio installs as well technically how difficult is it to choose the speakers get the right audio system because you've got different options that you can consider haven't you yeah i think technically the design is actually quite straightforward i think the bigger problem we have is more the options available to us really um and I suppose the sensible companies stick to what they know and stick to the speakers they're used to installing. And there is, there is something in that. Um, so I think the biggest problem, I suppose, is actually just sitting around the table with the design team and just trying to choose your speakers wisely. And, you know, as I say, there, there's so many options out there, probably 12 different companies that can provide this, a similar solution. And it's just really trying to see which one tops them all at that particular time and then stick with it. Um, The physical design of it actually is really straightforward. You can easily show the client exactly what they're going to get. Um, If you're the slightest bit worried, you can easily demonstrate exactly what they're going to get, you know, when the job's finished by just placing a few in the right positions. And on obviously the more expensive projects, that could be prudent. Um, More often than not, we don't. We just deliver on what we've said we're going to deliver and as long as they're impressed you get away with it right so they know they spent x amount of money and they feel like they've got x amount back in terms of um what they spent we have been asked for underwater speakers but you know i would ask the client why really you know fish scarer unless they're a deep sea diver why would you bother <laughs> yeah difficult to tune that sort of system to get the best performance i'd imagine oh yeah i can't see me getting a good dsp on those anyway <laughs> what's the right no. eq curve for that underwater speaker god knows <laughs> excellent so uh simon then one piece of advice for installers faced with their first ever outdoor project what what would you say to them i suppose first and foremost i would check to make sure it was something that they was going to become part of their standard installation it's not really something you would dip in and out of um, just because you've got a project a one-off project for example if you was a landscape gardener i would i would recommend that they found a local company 
that had done lots of outdoor systems and try and work together um, with a collab. Um, but if it is part of an ongoing um, scenario for them, of course, um, design, planning, um, and also don't miss out the easy um, answer, and that is to call your distributor and get them to help you with the design. You know, don't try and do it all on your own. You know, these guys are used to working in that environment and can come up with a great solution for you, you know, for free. So why not use their expertise? Um, the other thing I would just say is perhaps, um, you know, if we would demonstrate things more in the early days. So if it's your first project and you want to demonstrate it to yourself as much as the client, then try and demonstrate that system at their house and then make sure everyone's on board and understands what you're trying to achieve. I fully agree with that. The power of a home demo is, 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 is massive. Um, difficult to organise, but um, if you can get in with your distributor, and especially as a first-time installer, a little bit of hand-holding is, is definitely required from, from, from your supplier, without a doubt. And, uh, and planning, planning, planning. The seven Ps, as we said. Proper planning and preparation prevents a piss-poor performance. <laughs> I taught that in Army Cadets, I was. <laughs> I've lost for words, but... That... <laughs> Thanks, guys. That is a brilliant way to end it. Really, really enjoyed that. Thanks for your time. That's all right, Jeff. Thank you, mate. It's been an absolute pleasure. Really enjoyed it, guys. Thanks for, thanks for joining me. DBM delivers experiences that go beyond the ordinary and suspend reality. From powerful loudspeakers to state-of-the-art projection systems and from high-quality processors to exceptional acoustic treatment solutions and screens. DBM partners with pioneering brands, including Barco Residential, Complete Acoustic Treatment Systems, Display Technologies, Trinov, Waterfall Audio and Meridian Audio. We give you the very best high-performance products for your home cinema projects. Like you, we're committed to achieving excellence. Visit distributedbym.com to find out more. Thank you, Simon and James. I really enjoyed that. As we enjoy the great English summer, I hope that's provided plenty of inspiration to everyone listening as well. If you enjoyed this show, then please give us a review on Apple Podcasts and follow us on Instagram at integratedhomepod. Twitter at InHomePod and Facebook and LinkedIn at The Integrated Home Podcast. The Integrated Home is brought to you with the support of Farnell Electronics, AWE, Sony and distributed by Meridian. We are a Wildwood production. The Integrated Home supports Together for Cinema. Together for Cinema is an AV industry movement that designs and installs cinema rooms in children's hospices across the UK. In these special places, children, their families, staff and volunteers are now enjoying fantastic movie experiences together. We want to build more rooms in more hospices for more children. To do that, we need your help. Visit togetherforcinema.co.uk and find out how you can be involved to help make short lives that little bit better.